When is the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? Your host is Gina Glenn, who welcomes you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and our special guests and friends from around the world to join in live. Put on a comfortable pair of jammies, pull up a chair, settle in with your favorite refreshment, and prepare to be blessed as Gina welcomes tonight's guest. And now, here's Gina Glenn. Welcome to Mommy Jammies Night. I'm Gina Glenn, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be hosting my very first Mommy Jammies Night. Our scheduled speaker tonight, Leanne Garfius, is under the weather, and so I'm especially excited to be able to welcome Jennifer White back for an encore Mommy Jammies Night. You can visit mommyjammiesnight.com to listen to Jennifer's previous message and connect with her there. She's a natural encourager, ready to cheer you on in your pursuit of knowing, praying, and acting on God's word. She's a veteran of one failed marriage and one rescued by the marriage savior. In her book, Prayers for New Brides, Putting on God's Armor After the Wedding Dress, Jennifer helps wives recognize the spiritual battle behind the scenes of every marriage. Her book, blogs, and her new prayer greeting card line all direct our attention to God, who's able to do exceedingly more in our lives and marriages than we ever dare ask or imagine. You can connect with her at jenniferowhite.com. And tonight, Jennifer's going to be talking to us about one wife's choice that will improve every relationship. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks, Gina. I'm excited to be with you all tonight. I was looking forward to hearing Leanne, but she just is not going to be able to do that tonight. Hopefully, she'll be back with you guys soon. That'd be wonderful, wonderful. So thank you for letting me um, share what's been on my heart for the last couple of weeks with uh, you and the ladies who are all jammied up and ready to uh, get a little good word tonight, some encouragement. I don't know about you, but I am uh, in need of encouragement pretty often, and I found it in Proverbs 8. Um, the Lord just directed my attention to Proverbs 8 and 9, and and those chapters are about biblical wisdom. And um, what I learned just really helped establish me in my relationship with God. And that helps us in every other relationship that we have. So um, what I want you to think about is the fact that God delights in you. God delights in me, and God delights in you, and God delights in every other person that we encounter. So um, that, there's like real biblical proof of that. I'm going to get to it in a minute. But I want you to think about what would your last 10 years, how would your last 10 years be different if you had been 100% confident that God was truly delighted in you? So if you're having a little skirmish in your mind right now about that, thinking, well, of course I believe that, and then there's some little part of your heart that's saying, yeah, but what if? I think that's part of the struggle for all of us is the difference between what we know in our head and what we really believe in our hearts because we probably have for a very long time, each one of us, heard that Jesus loves me and um, been able to say the Bible verses about God's love, but truly like believing that he looks at us and smiles 
that is something that our heart true needs to accept on a deep level. So I want you, um, if you have your Bibles, I want you to look at Proverbs 8, and I'm going to start reading at about uh, verse 27. I'm going to go through 31. It says, I, and I, it's talking about wisdom. This chapter is describing wisdom. I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. So that's wisdom. Wisdom was God's constant delight, rejoicing always in God's presence. And then verse 31 says, And how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. And other translations say, with the sons of men, and um, I just, that is so exciting to me that, let me let me get real quick, I didn't mean to be reading from the New Living Translation. I want you to hear it from the uh, Amplified. It says, rejoicing in the world, he inhabited his inhabited earth and having my delight in the sons of men. So God and his wisdom if you'll imagine this scenario to help us understand wisdom in a poetic way, Solomon writes this so that we see wisdom and God standing next to each other side by side in the creation of the world, which included the people, included us. And so these two incredible beings are standing next to each other and they are it's like beaming with pride at what they see and they're cheering each other on and and wisdom actually boasts of being the architect or the master craftsman that helps God create the world and create people. So then it says that wisdom itself is rejoicing in what God created and is delighted in the sons of men. Now, it's godly wisdom. It's God's wisdom. And so I've just been really letting this soak into my soul that God is absolutely delighted in his creation of me. And I don't know about you, but since probably even before childhood, because um, our parents and their parents and their parents and the way that they loved each other, and the way they spoke to each other, and the way they thought about themselves and thought about God truly impacts how we experience uh, each other and God. And so that relationship that we had, how those things that they said to us and the way they talked about themselves and the way they talked about God, those things could have impacted how we experience God. But if we experience him smiling at us, that can establish our emotions. It can stabilize us in every relationship. And I want you to think about, um, let's say you get pulled over by a cop for speeding. And 
um, you know you're going to get a ticket. In fact, you get handed a ticket and then you drive away. Do you, what determines how much you panic about that? It's usually based on how much money you have in your bank account that is not spoken for that you can pay that ticket off with, right? So when we have the knowledge of the delight, God's delight in us in the bank account of our hearts, then when we get the speeding ticket in life would be when someone says something ugly to us or disapproves of, of us or uh, or we may even just assume they're thinking that and they may have not said anything to make us think that. But if we are rooted and grounded in God's love and his delight in us, then we will not be toppled over and undone by what someone else said or thought or maybe thought. So I just want you to think about how knowing that God delights in you impacts your relationship with him and impacts your relationship with others. So I'm looking at my notes real quick. Sorry, ladies. This is very off the cuff because I found out a couple of hours ago I was doing this. Here's the thing. God created us and he said we are good. Jesus redeemed us from the ugliness of sin He covered us with his blood, and when God sees us, he sees the perfection of Jesus, and he sees us as one of his family. Now, your idea of family needs to be, when you think about being in God's family, we've got to kind of slice away any ungodly ideas of family and let the idea of God, the perfect God, the good, good Father God who delights in you as what it's like to be in his family because we can't allow ourselves to mix in the imperfections of and the failures of the people that we grew up with and place that on the family of God. So Jesus is our Emmanuel, and that means he's God with us. So why would Jesus want to be with us if he didn't delight in us? He's delighted to be one with us. God is del- was delighted to send Jesus to get us to make us one with him because he considered what heaven would be like without us, and he said he couldn't stand it. And so he sent his son to do this extreme sacrifice one that we can't even imagine, so that we could be in his presence because he delights in us. So Romans tells us there's no longer any condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So why do we so often feel judged or criticized or not enough? It's the battlefield of our mind, and um, we all deal with it. We have these, we're exposed to the fiery darts that the enemy sends our way, the deadly arrows that are meant to destroy our experience of unity with God. It can't destroy our unity with God because we are one with God, but it can destroy our experience because what we think about God is the most important thing about us. So what could do that, what could destroy our experience of unity 
quicker than thinking that God is unhappy with us. Satan doesn't stop at our relationship with God. He also wants us to experience rejection so we'll entertain all sorts of fears that will negatively affect our health and our relationships. Our most important earthly relationship is our marriage, and it's the one that takes the biggest hit when we don't know what God thinks about people, what he thinks about us and what he thinks about our husband. So I want to ask you this. Have you felt rejected by your husband in the past? Maybe you feel rejected by him right now. Have you felt reject? Has he felt rejected by you? And have wounds from your past caused you to be self-protective in a way that actually keeps your husband at arm's length? So when you think about how believing God is delighted in you can actually improve your marriage, like I said, it establishes us emotionally and it can cause us to be stable even when hurtful words are spoken or even when a crisis comes into your marriage that you had no way of knowing was going to happen. It settles our soul, makes us rooted and grounded in his love. So... The winds and the waves that come with marriage, those fiery darts, because the enemy's not going to stop at making you think things about yourself and rejection thoughts, you know, rejecting yourself. The enemy's also going to try to have you reject your husband, and he's certainly going to work in your husband in the same way. So how can we defend ourselves against that? Well, that's where our faith comes in. And so we have to have faith in this truth that God is delighted in us. And so when we look at the armor of God, it says that we lift up our shield of faith to defend ourselves against the fiery darts. So our faith in the fact that God delights in us is what we lift up in our minds as our shield to defend us against something that the enemy wants us to think. And the enemy uses all sorts of things, all sorts of fears to open the door of our hearts to um, torment and to uh, get us to pull away from God and pull away from our husbands and maybe our husbands away from us. We really don't have to run from God and if we're not running from God, if we are stabilized by him, we it's because we know that he is our shield, he's our defender, he's our advocate, he's our comforter, and he's our friend. So when our husband does something that causes us to, uh, that sounds like he rejects us, if we are secure in those roles that God is playing in our life, then we are not dependent on our husbands to be perfect to satisfy our souls. We can hear those things and not let them bring us devastation to our very core because our core is stabilized. The Bible says in Proverbs that the righteous are as bold as lions. So how can you be bold in believing 
that you are delighted in by God, and how will that affect your marriage? How will your how will it affect your reaction to your husband? If you're not afraid of being rejected, if you're not afraid of what he thinks of you or what he might say to you or um, angry about the way things are imperfect in your relationship with him, it allows you the freedom to be bold at loving him, to be bold in your in your love to forgive him, your mercy for him. It allows you the freedom to speak life to him and about him, to honor him with your words and with your gestures and with your um, attitude and and even with your eyes and, and the way you speak about him to other people. So now think about what... It's like well, that, that God actually is delighting in your husband. So if you can train yourself, and if I can train myself to walk past my husband in the house and think to myself, God is delighted in him, then my thoughts, if I focus on what God says, that leads to life and peace. And so if I can align my thoughts with God's thoughts, then that brings an atmosphere of peace into our marriage. It informs my emotions. It informs my words. It informs my actions. And it can do the same for you. So I'm excited for you um, to start practicing, if you haven't already mastered this, to start practicing the lighting in the fact that God delights in you and delighting in the fact that God delights in your husband. And um, any time you have a bombarding thought about some imperfection about him or imperfection about yourself, lifting up your shield of faith in this truth. And so also I want you to think about how this, fact, if you are stabilized by this truth that God delights in you, how that will affect your parenting, how that will affect your homeschool days, how that will affect the rest of the life of your child. If you are sure of yourself, sure that God loves you, and you are um, kind of walking through life in the rhythm of that confidence that nothing you can do could keep him from being delighted in you because of Jesus covering you in your sins. Not that we don't have to confess our sins. Not that we are just going to be pure and clean people, but just that we are people that God delights in whether or not we fall for the temptations that the evil one brings our way. So if our children know that, if our children can see that in us, then their words, their imperfections, their failures will not define us because we are defined by what God thinks about us. So I hope that you will take all this into consideration and let it bounce around your head and your heart and ask the Lord to help you believe it. Ask him to 
show you the truth. Ask him about those circumstances where maybe in the past you've believed something negative about yourself, believed that you weren't good, believed that you weren't enough, believed that you were unlovely maybe. Ask him to bring his truth, bring his light to shine upon that darkness in your thoughts, in your heart, and ask him to illuminate it with the truth. And you can ask him to do that for your husband. And you can ask him to help you um, soar on wings like eagles as your husband's helpmate and helping him see you delight in him, which will help him see that God is delighted in him. You are a reflection. Your love for him is a reflection of God's love for him. You are the best mirror he has for what God thinks of him. So I, I want to encourage you to really press in with God on this. Go to Proverbs 8 and study this out. It's a, you know around Proverbs 8, 30, and 31. And do the research. Get the commentaries out. Just really seek God because when we seek him for the truth and for the healing and the deliverance that we need from the schemes that the enemy has used against us, maybe for generations, maybe for decades, maybe it's happening right now, he can be found, he will be found, he wants to be found. And uh, James 4, 7 and 8 says that when we resist the devil, When we resist Satan, we resist the thought that we are not delighted in by God. We resist that and we draw near to God. He will draw near to us. And when he draws near to us, he's drawing near to us with that delight. And that can do nothing but heal us and bring us great joy and help us to see that he is joyful in his relationship with us. So I want to pray that for you right now. Lord, I bring these families before you. I bring these wives and mothers before you. And I just thank you that you delight in them. I thank you that your delight is pure, that it's holy, that it's beautiful, and that you look on us with joyful thoughts. And I pray, Lord, that your word would come like a double-edged sword and slice away the sin that has been working at the sinful thoughts, the lies of the enemy that has been working to destroy our experience of your love for us. Lord, I thank you that you are able to defend us against the evil one. I thank you that you are able to impart to us liberal amounts of the wisdom that we need to believe this and to act on it and to demonstrate it to our husbands and our children. And Lord, I pray that you would give our husbands and our children's open children open minds, open hearts to this truth, that you would awaken each and every one of us and our families to this reality that you're delighted in us. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Gina. That was, um, I wasn't sure what I thought it was going to be when you said one wise choice. So I love that it was delight. Uh, That was beautiful. I'm reading in the comments 
um, about how convicting this talk is. And oh yeah, uh uh-huh. And and someone shared that another verse that helps them think about God delighting in them is um, Zephaniah three seventeen. The Lord thy God in the midst. Let me put my readers on. (laughs) The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love, and he will joy over thee with singing. Yes, so I love that one, and I love delight as a defense um, against the devil. That's just God's way. I appreciate you tonight, and I appreciate you coming. Um, so you can connect with Jennifer at jenniferowhite.com, and thank you for sharing your evening with us. And I look forward to seeing you at our next Mommy Jammies night. I'm so happy you joined our session of Mommy Jammies Night. Please drop our guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with Gina Glenn on Mommy Jammies Night Facebook page and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page. Or via email at gina at mediaangels.com. God's blessing upon you and your family.